Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Cut it, Kyle. Got it. You didn't, though. Anyway, go big red indeed. No block, no rock. Season three, episode 13, they tell me. 13. All right. The lucky 13, right? Lucky 13. People say that. Or bad luck. I don't know. (laughs) Depends on what you're talking about. Are we talking about Nebraska football? (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to, you know, lucky 13, not. I don't know. Okay, guys. Before we get. We delve into, you know, Illinois, Minnesota, coaching, et cetera. Let's talk about the beers we're drinking. Me, myself, I am drinking a lemon Rattler. Oh. Now, Connor, can you explain to our listeners just exactly what is the lemon Rattler? Delicious. One word. Mm. No, it's a wheat beer with lemon. Uh, it, it's pretty straightforward. It's very nice and relaxed. It It is the game day beer, as we saw this last Saturday. We were all drinking it at the live show. Hopefully mm-hmm. you guys all tuned into that. Yeah. But no, it, it is delicious. It is a game day beer. It's low in alcohol. You can crush, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, you know, depending on how big you are. Uh, no, it's a great beer. I mean, I only had like three, I think, but I was, I was feeling all right, you know? Yeah. I switched to bloodies. I did have a couple, and then I switched to some bloodies. That's fair. And yeah, it was okay. It was- Frankly, that was probably the better move with how that game went. Yeah, you ain't wrong. <laughs> Jeez, that game. Oh, sorry. Um, Connor, what are you what are you drinking over there, buddy? Why why do we still do all this? Right. I say this every week. It's Pilsner. You guys all know it's Pilsner. Nebraska Pills. Go ahead and try it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> That's the slogan. Just go try Just it. Just try it. <laughs> Just try it. It'll change your life. Kyle. What are you drinking? Wow. Hey, I actually got it passed over to me this week. I didn't have to be like, oh, well, I guess I'll just pass <laughs> it to myself. <laughs> I wasn't just hanging yeah. there. Hey, I remembered. Kyle okay, so I'm drinking the uh, the Lemon Rattler as well. Mm. Everybody knows me as like the Taco Vesa guy, sometimes the, the cow the tipper guy. guy. Taco Vesa? Thank you. But uh, but I had this at the uh, live show that we'll talk about here in a couple minutes. And I swear to God, it like changed my life. Like it, Damn. it this is Damn. good stuff. This is good stuff. The lemon rattler is so smooth, and then I got to take a six pack to a Halloween party I went to afterwards. Oh yeah, how'd that go? It went great. Sounded well, I mean, it didn't last long, but yeah, it was good. <laughs> Sounded like a, a lemon party, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh god. <laughs> okay, now you saying that it changed your life just reminds me of that meme where it's like, "Oh my god, lemon rattler, you changed my life," and it's a picture of a beer. I'm literally a lemon rattler. I'm literally <laughs> a beer. I'm literally, I'm literally a beer. just a beer. <laughs> just relax, <laughs> Mike. Uh, Mike wants. Okay, Mike couldn't even. He's you can't contain it. What are you so excited about he's, over there? Are you about to cry? God, dude. I, was I think he's crying. I was laughing. Mike, Mike, like, ah! Mike might be crying. I'm drinking the Mango Unchained, which is the new IPA mm. on tap at the brewery. And me, not being a huge IPA guy, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is a party in my mouth. Mango Unchained. <laughs> rated R. Is that a drop? <laughs> is that a fucking drop? <laughs> no, not yet? Okay. No, no. This is a drop, oh, though. God. Normally, I, I prefer back to our... Thanks, Connor. Damn it. Connor, you're saying something. Mango Unchained <laughs> is rated R for really delicious. 
<laughs> I was sitting on that one. I was waiting for it. Oh, yeah. Please and just so turn, everybody knows. Please don't turn sitting on that one for into a drop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need more of those. And just so everybody knows, you don't have like a script saying that, that just, again, like you just say something that is just silly and yeah. might come back to bite He got you. that silly goose in him. I got <laughs> that silly goose in me. <laughs> silly Sally. And the best part is, is that I'm the one that edits, so oh, anything God I say it. probably won't become a drop. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Because you're boring, Mike. At least Connor has some some guts to just say what he really means, you know? Yeah. Or some butts. Normally, I, I prefer backdoor. <laughs> right. What's worse okay. is I was about to say, I just put my balls on the table, and then you drop that. And it's like, well, now this just feels weird. <laughs> so enough about butts and balls. Let's And beers, I suppose. So, guys, we had our first pregame live tailgate at Bauer Underground. Oh, yeah. Before the game on Saturday. We were we were stuck right in right in between the Holy Pinna- Trinity, Pinnacle Bank Arena, Memorial Stadium, and what's the third one? Hey, the Post Office. Park. Well, I guess hey, the Post Park. Office. It's, <laughs> a, it's hey, a pretty the old pretty nice Lincoln Journal star. Yeah, I don't want to get ahead of myself as far as baseball goes, but I think we're on the CWS this year. I think oh, it's Jesus. ours. Yeah, you think yeah. so? No, I don't. <laughs> no, no, I know. I mean, whatever. I'm a Nebraska fan. I'm used to it. Yeah, disappointment. So yeah, we were there at our live tailgate and. We were there for legitimately, you know, from 8 to 11, talking, interacting with people. Drinking. Drinking. Playing cornhole. Um, Connor and I got our asses beat. I might as well hey, point that out. We did not get our asses beat. We made a solid comeback. Hey, yeah. Connor, you said you were the cornhole three-time champion. I didn't see it. I was throwing left-handed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and he's colorblind, for God's sake. I, yeah. am, I am colorblind. I also was not throwing left-handed. I was... Blatantly lying about that. Yeah. I was I was trying to beat the shit out of Mike. Yeah. It just didn't work. No. Yeah, you, you couldn't hold me off. And I'm terrible at that game, I'm gonna be honest. Like Mike we, got in your head. We play some darts or something. I Mike, smoke your ass. Mike kept grabbing my ass. It's freaking me out. Well, I <laughs> hear about this back door all the time. <laughs> you don't God need damn to, it. You don't need to hit the drop this time. I swear We're you don't. We're not going to. That that's we, that has to be like a, a two like a minute a maximum of two. Yeah. Like we can't. Please. We've already used you. it twice We're since. Warm. We're out. Yeah, yeah. So we've used it twice in the first five minutes of this podcast. Shit. So yeah, we're out. We're out the rest Thank of the episode. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. Thank God. But what if there's like some sort of cover that needs to be backdoored? Nope. Oh. All right. No. No no more backdoor talk, damn it. Thank you. I want to talk about this devastating, not even devastating, just so predictable, this predictable loss that Nebraska underwent. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Yes, we, we are here to talk with you again, Husker Nation. We are here for you. You and your freaking Kool-Aid. Oh, Illinois, Illinois is going to lose this game. Brett okay. Bielma sucks. Do, okay. we, do we rush the field? On that, <laughs> we walked around We walked around like the area that we were tailgating, and we walked around and we started interviewing people. We had a microphone out for people and stuff. We had people talking. They were We were going to win by 30. We had people talking about, Nuts. Bre- we don't want Brett. What was one guy, one, what was one of the excuses that he was like, yeah, no, uh, he doesn't have a track record. Yeah, and we're like, what are you talking was, about? Mike was on was the mic, like, and he was like, three Rose Bowls? Yeah, like, I was like, is the track track record not good enough, three Rose Bowls? Uh, two Big Ten West titles, right? Three. Three Big Ten and, West titles, uh, yeah. he wins games? I was yeah. like, you don't want a hey, winner? Let me, let me guess who, was, who his pick was. Mickey. Mickey Joseph. Which, uh, all respect to Mickey Joseph, but 
Jesus Christ, are we going to argue track records? Husker yeah. Nation Come just on. latches on so hard. Oh, Gosh, we don't like uh, like a, a grade five clinger. Yeah, like <laughs> wedding crashers style. Yes, grade five clinger. You are just. Nebraska football just clings to the the newest thing, no matter what. Mickey yeah. Joseph bought Husker Nation one drink at the bar, and we followed him home. Like that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Let's talk about the game. Nebraska loses twenty six to nine. Sure, we all had that one. Weird. I mean, I bi- I did pick a loss, but God, score more than nine. So that brings us to. Why, why did they only score nine? Well, their starting quarterback, Casey Thompson, gets hit, gets injured. Now, to be fair, before the injury, it's not like he was playing great anyway. No. So, he had two interceptions before he got taken out. I, I, I have a tough time agreeing with people that were like, well, Casey was playing really well, and like, I think ah, he would have won no, the game. No, he wasn't. No, he had two interceptions and no. two bonehead throws again. I mean, it wasn't... I, I don't know what talking head it was that I got into it on Twitter with um, that said, you know, do you believe that if Casey Thompson plays this whole game that we see a different result? Ugh. And I, I initially responded with one word, and it just said, no. No, I, and, I think we still lose. Yeah, well, and I think the next tweet that came back to me was, explain why. And I responded it with the exact same tweet. I just said, no, I'm not going to explain. <laughs> I don't need to. I'm not no. going to entertain your, your BS. No. Your, your, like, your hopefulness that has no... Freaking evidence backing there's, it. There's no evidence to suggest it would have been any different. No, don't no. get me wrong. All of us, I, I believe, stand behind Casey. We want the guy to play well. I don't think there's anyone here that doesn't want him to play well. Because if he I, plays well, Nebraska wins. Yes, exactly. So why wouldn't I freaking want that? Yeah, yes. exactly. So, But I just I don't believe with, and I'm, I know we're going to get into it, and I may be getting ahead of myself, with the O-line we've got, it, it wasn't going to make a difference. I don't know. I mean, honestly, you could jab at the O-line. They actually played fine. I mean, I, they, they didn't they stand played, out as much, they right? They played yeah. all right. Okay, but I'm yeah. saying they weren't like the sore thumb that has just been the blatant issue. No. They played know. well. They played fine, especially the defense side of the ball. We were, you know, ripping on them a little bit. Yeah. And they played fine, too. I mean, you, the you, offense didn't have a pulse once Casey got hurt. If the people that are saying, oh, we would probably would have won the game if Casey stayed in the game, probably not. But... If Casey was still in the game, we probably would have moved the ball. We wouldn't have had like twenty-eight yards, or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, it was yeah. under thirty. You yeah. mentioned in the second half. Yeah. You mentioned the sore thumb already, and it wasn't just Casey. It was turnovers. Yes, I mean that was the sore thumb. I, we were turning the ball over way, way too often. Which obviously one is too often, but like, yeah. it seemed like we just couldn't secure anything. Well, especially in the red zone, we had two turnovers in the red zone. Yeah, I mean that you can't win football games. We saw that through the the Scott tenure and uh yeah it just it was one of those things that the red zone scoring is, is kind of important you got to get points and yeah. obviously last year it was kicking issues and everything else but this time it was just hey let's just throw the ball to their team <laughs> like that's not gonna work do they still technically count as completions eh. they're just you know <laughs> not to our team <laughs> the worst kind yeah um okay so let's talk a little bit more about casey thompson okay and i'm gonna i'm just gonna remind you guys so when Casey Thompson came here, what were, and I know mine, what were our expectations for Casey Thompson? Play smart football. Play smart football. Don't do Adrian-like things, right? Yep. It's not like we asked for 40 touchdowns to eight interceptions. Don't turn the ball over, right? Well, 12 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. 
That's his ratio this year. That's terrible. It is. It's yeah. not good. Is that it's even counting good. fumbles? No. Because I had imagined there's a couple of fumbles. Oh, sure. Team. I'm sure there is. And, of course, that goes back to the online crap. But yeah, it's just, you know, it, this isn't to bag on Casey because he's got, he's got that online in front of him. Well, and, and he, yeah, he's only got Trey and it's like and Vokalek once a once a year, I guess. Vokalek kind of gets a, a play drawn up for him and he does well. But 12 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. I mean, that's not if you would have told me that, you know, when he first came here, hey, by no by the time November hits, it's going to be 12 to 10 touchdown interception ratio. I would have said that's going to suck. Nebraska's not going to be good. Correct. They probably yeah. won't make a bowl. Correct. <laughs> so, well, and he still are, and it's very similar to Adrian. He's still our best option to win, and we dude. saw that. We so well, okay, so okay, so here, here's like my thought on that is like we okay, so looking at Adrian now, he's doing well at Kansas State when he plays. Casey Thompson did well at Texas. The common denominator here, yeah, is what. Nebraska. Dude, I'm it's the offensive line. It this is. offensive yeah. line can't. It, it, this offensive line cannot produce good quarterbacks. Quarterbacks can be okay here at Nebraska. They can be good quarterbacks, but with this offensive line, nobody can be a good quarterback. That's my thought on it. Exactly where I was going. This is not a quarterback issue. It is a systemic issue. We do not have a, in my opinion, the right play calling for the quarterbacks that we're putting through this system. We don't have an offensive line that can allow them to produce what we need them to. It's not a quarterback issue. Well, now throw I mean throwing the ball away when you should and things like that. Yeah, like that I mean, all gets yeah. considered, right? But just I mean like the common denominator, you see yeah. Adrian doing well at Kansas State now and I mean he's he's playing on a good football team. Yeah, yeah well, he has the, a good O-line. The overarching good yeah. the overarching issue is not the quarterback themselves. Right. But it 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 is very concerning once Casey gets out. I mean he he's not playing well to begin with, but then that drop off is just that was God. That man, was honestly brutal, surprising bro. to me, though, because like I Chuba is Whipple's guy, handpicked. Yep, followed Whipple here, right? And for him to be that unprepared, he was nervous. Yeah, okay. That, and, that's what they said. Right? You know, I'm sure nervous. he was. I'm sure. And he Mark was. Whipple said today that <laughs> <laughs> he was, or he was injured during the week and didn't practice very much and all this other. Bullshit. And <laughs> to and me, the, it's, yeah, just, it's just an excuse because you're, he's trying to back his guy. Yeah. Which in I, reality, I appreciate, but like also don't lie to me. Yeah. You, you can, like, you don't have to call the player out by name, but you can say, you know, we, we made mistakes. But he's protecting himself because in reality, it everybody was, at this yeah. table knows that they probably should have put Logan in the game. Well, sure. okay. So, I agree. And so, exactly right, Mike. So, you're telling me that Chuba couldn't practice as much and couldn't get prepared enough to go into that game because he had injuries you send Logan Smothers out there for one drive and then you don't see him again and you still put Chubba out there in front of Logan who's been here for three years it's yeah. like yeah honestly what, 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 what yeah what is what is the actual message there where is the respect for Logan Smothers I mean well, we talked about him it last doesn't week. exist yeah there's no respect well, for him inside this administration it sucks well you know why because who's the OC? It's Mark Wibble. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mark Wibble does not trust Logan Smothers to run the Whipple offense. No. Now, okay, back to Chuba, right? This whole injury thing. This goes back to spring where he had his foot injury, mm-hmm. and he didn't play for long stretches. And he even admitted over the summer, like, he would check out mentally and, like, oh, crap, like, I'm messing around in practice. Like, oh, crap, I got to lock in. And, you know, it, I'm not going to give a kid crap like for that, I guess, because 
who knows what I would be doing in practice. I'd probably be, especially if you're the backup quarterback. You're like, I don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. And it's just, so that just goes back to, is, is Chubba ready to be under this microscope at Nebraska where, hey, you're during practice, you're screwing off, playing grab ass, and, oh, your foot was injured in spring, okay. And then practice, you were limited this week too. It's like, I just don't see it working with Chubba. And I, I think they'll go over the rest of the year. Like, I don't – this yeah. goes back to, like, my whole, why can't Nebraska do it? You see backups come in for other teams – and they play fine. They play fine. They don't do gangbusters, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? What are you going to put? What? Ah, shit. The second he said over, that's the only thing in my mind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't see them winning another game uh, if Chubba is in. And like, Smothers, Smothers, Smothers. What to make, what to make of him? Do you want to hear a hot take? What to make? What? When we started the season... I was looking at, you know, depth across positions. Obviously, we saw that there wasn't really much across the entire team. I thought one of our best units was going to be our quarterback room. Yeah, of course mm. you did. I really thought. I was like, wow. like, Well, because, yeah, we even thought, oh, Chubba's coming. Chubba coming. I, yeah, I was excited about Chubba. Four star. I've never, like, again, where is the Logan Smothers respect? Uh, but, again, we probably could have looked at that looking back in hindsight saying, look, these are some good quarterbacks. Yeah, but then walking into the season, I honestly thought it was probably going to be one of our best units. Was our you look at room. this historically bad offensive line, and there's no one that can be good behind that offensive line. There's nobody. Why can't Whipple? Okay, now we've got a full week. Okay, cool. Why can't they do like Illinois does for Tommy DeVito? Because short, Tom, short, do you know? Do you know he's why the best. He, he's, he went, he's five star, baby. Tommy Tommy DeVito is so Shut talented. Up, Mike. God damn it. We have never sniffed a quarterback of that talent. That's why. Just yeah. why can't Nebraska whip up whip up a game plan like Illinois does for Tommy DeVito every week? Why is this so fucking hard for Nebraska to do? Or Purdue every, with every, O'Connell. Dude, yeah. Tommy DeVito goes 20 for 22. Oh, what did I say during our fucking prediction? I go, let me guess. He's gonna have a stat line like 17 for 19. Just watch. Yep. Dude. Every, t- every team Nebraska plays. Nebraska's on defense. What do you see? They get dinked and dunked all the fucking way down the field. Why for fucking once? And I know I'm getting mad. Why can't Nebraska do it against someone ever? Well, they can't do it. Kyle brings big up, plays are bust. They suck. <laughs> Kyle brings up Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell Fuck. coming into the Nebraska game is literally just coming off an injury and dinks and dunks all over us. We have, like, I don't know what it is about Nebraska's offense right now, but like you said, we have to be, or Mike said, have to be looking for those big plays all the time. Dude, look at what Tom Brady did for like 15 fucking years. Throw the six-yard slant and just dink and dunk, and that's how you can win games. You're going to control clock. You're going to keep moving that ball forward. But we refuse to do that. Throw it to your running backs. I mean, that's what Tom Brady's done his entire career. I'm just going to keep throwing to Kevin Folk. You you can win games doing that. Any child could call those plays. Maybe not any child, but most. I'm sure if I asked Whipple that, you know, he would say, well, it's because we can't get a running game going. And so we're one-dimensional, so we have to find a way to make significant plays. It's like, use a short running game as your – short passing game as an extension of your run game, Mark – but, Jared, it worked in the ACC. Why wouldn't it work Jesus. in the Big Ten? Okay, let's talk about Whipple. Let's do it. Fucking Whipple. No shoes, motherfucker. God, <laughs> fuck that guy. Listen, man, okay. <laughs> so you watch that first quarter, 
And, like, you can see the plays develop. And Whipple is a is a good play designer, okay? The plays were there, but Mark Whipple, the players that you have are not good enough to execute the plays that you want run. You okay. have you you have you have one wide receiver that could could be successful and, in this in this scheme, right? Yeah. And if that's all you got to do is target that one wide receiver, then you're you're already in the negative. You're one, already it's not going to work. One catch for one yard, and you saw when Trey Palmer's out, when Trey Palmer is taken away by the defense, there's nothing, nothing, nothing. at all. And even the Vocalek play was like, holy shit, he's rumbling and stumbling. I can't believe he made it to the end zone to begin with. I thought, he, I thought he stepped out, but yeah. Doesn't that <laughs> hey, don't argue. tell you that his ankle still is not right? Because, I mean, it lo- he looked like a lineman running the ball. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. He looked like Bambi. Bad. I'm I'm glad he scored. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so glad he scored, but he he looked like you ever see the video game where the guy oh he's got the team on his back and he's like yeah. limping to the yeah. end zone? That's what he looked like. Yeah. Greg Jennings. Yes, Greg Jennings. This dude earlier in the game broke his fucking leg. <laughs> he broke That's his fucking he, like. he put the team on his back though. <laughs> yes. So look, man, and and the, the thing about Whipple too is like I don't want to get all hindsight is twenty twenty, but when he first got here, right? The narrative for Whipple was, you know what? It takes his offenses to get a while to get going, right? Sure. So Kenny Pickett was like a six-year quarterback. Jordan Addison is a great wide receiver. And it's like here at Nebraska, you just don't have that level of talent. So you can, you can, you can draw up the coolest play in the world, but if your running back who's running a wheel route can't catch a fucking ball, it's not going to work. Let's Sorry, Ramir, but let's not go only into that. Do we not have that amount of like or that level of talent? We don't have that amount of time. Like, right. We we really got to get things going now. We don't have time for this offense to spool up and really develop this chemistry. Obviously, that's necessary, but we don't have guys that are going to be here for three, four, five years. Yeah, you've no. just, that, you, we don't have that time. Right. You've just got all these transfers and a program that's in turmoil. You lose your head coach. You lose your defensive coordinator. Like you said, it's not like this is some sort of established thing that you've got two years to kind of build up and things like that. No. And not to mention you're going up against a defense that's number one in the country and damn near every single aspect of defense. Um, you, you just don't – you don't have the time to build this stuff. Well, yeah. and Mark Whipple doesn't have the time either because he's, you know, close to retirement and yeah. will be retired after the season. Is he yeah. 84 years old? <laughs> no. But still, I mean, close. he is, he's been in football a very long time. But you bring up that wheel route, Jared. Yeah. Yeah. And watching that play, mm. I'm like, here we go. This seems familiar. We A big play. We missed out on a big, big opportunity. I don't know if Ramirez would have scored. That, that safety was coming in. But it was a big play. He gets 20 yards easy. Yes, it was a big play. But if he catches the ball, whatever, it's a, it's a big first down. It probably keeps the drive going. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, two plays later, yep. your quarterback gets hurt. He throws an interception, all that stuff in between. So it's like the what if factor. What if mm-hmm. Ramir catches that ball? Maybe he does score. Whatever. I doubt it. But maybe he does score. I mean, there's a defender there. So I'm like, everyone's, oh, he's going to score on that. Well, there's a defender right there ready to tackle. I mean, he, so. he, he laid the wood on him as soon as, I mean, like, yeah. it was one second after the ball was dropped. Yeah. He got tackled. There's a reason it's, he dropped it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He heard the footsteps. Yeah. Footsteps. For sure. Falco, yeah. baby. Hey, good, good thing he's a wide back, though. So he probably, wide this back. week, he probably oh. did too many reps at running back. He's a duck R. But I, he doesn't <laughs> play running back either. So he doesn't play wide receiver. He doesn't play running back. 
So he must have got too many reps somewhere else. Um, he was a sideline back. But, I mean, look, we've been saying it. So, against Purdue, he comes in there for one snap. He gets 17 yards, and we're like, that well, drop there's, play, yeah. Yeah, there's Ramir. Like, wh- where has he been, right? And we say it pretty much every week. We're like, why isn't Ramir getting more snaps? And you guys keep saying he's he's an awesome football player. Why doesn't he get more playing time? Mm. So, I mean, we're, we're calling for it. And... You know, it, it very well. I mean, stuff like that happens all around the country, right? Is a, a big play gets dropped or some stupid thing or whatever. But this was all too familiar, like you said, Mike. As soon as that drive started, it was nine to six. We had a chance to go up by two scores. I looked at Connor and I said, "Listen, ah. historically, Nebraska does something to screw this up real bad." And as soon as that ball was dropped, I knew. Something bad is going to happen. Yes. Oh, and I, I told yeah, him. No, his, I believe your exact words were, historically, in this situation, Nebraska does something stupid like throw an interception. And I swear, while he said it, his eyes rolled back into his head like he was seeing the future. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It well, was like 30 seconds later, and I just looked at him and I said, stop fucking saying that. Kyle, Don't ever Kyle say that again Kyle Stadamas. It was, <laughs> it was the drop, and then a one-yard loss, and then the interception, and you lose your quarterback. Yep. Now, I will tell all of you that were not at that game – the whole stadium was just deflated after that drop. I'm not putting this right. all on Ramir because, like I said, this stuff happens all around the country. But as soon as that ball was dropped, the whole crowd, it was just, it was over. Yep. It I was think, over. I well, think the this team year, was the same way. Apparently, they had no fire once, once he dropped that pass. Nothing else happened the rest of the game besides Illinois yeah. score. And, Illinois score. <laughs> well, yeah, because after that, you know, you have your backups come in and you get 30 total yards on the second half. So it was just a fucking meltdown. I might be crazy, and I, I know largely what attributes. Yes, Jared's shaking his head. I am crazy. But it feels like this year, and maybe it's because we've become so accustomed to play like this, that the crowd loses its energy so much faster this year. It, 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 was, it, was, um, it was sad. I, I usually only go to like one or two games a year. Mike goes to every home game. Yeah. I usually go to one or two games a year. Um, I do a lot of weddings and stuff on the weekend, so it's kind of hard. But humble brag. Yeah, but uh, but it was it was almost like nostalgic for me. Like I was I was sitting in there, and after that, and it just got real boring, and everybody was just kind of sitting around, and the, you know the the old yeller next to me was like. Yeah, you know, I've been coming here for 20-some years. And I looked at him, and I was like, man, you've watched a lot of losing football recently. Yeah. And he's like, hey, yeah. Hey, that guy was kind of cool, though. Yeah, he was awesome. But, yeah. I mean, it was just like, for me, not going to many games, like, I kind of have a small sample size. And it was it was honestly kind of sad. It, yeah. yeah, it, it felt like, again, once Ramirez dropped that ball, it just felt like the crowd didn't really care all that much anymore. This is where you get Bo coming in saying, fuck those fans. Well, dare like, I say, like, it's kind of like the chicken or the egg argument. It's like... Is the crowd like that because they're waiting for the other shoe to drop so they're not getting too excited? And so the team can can feel that vibe. They can feel that energy. So they're more apt to fall victim to their mental midgetness, right? Mm-hmm. So is, is, the, is the team, you know, letting the crowd affect them or is it vice versa where, like... Where the, where the crowd is setting the vibe and all of a sudden I, now the players are like, oh, we have no hope. I, I honestly, or, or or we can't blame the fans because quite frankly quite frankly the play on the field has led them to feel that way so we can't blame the fans. I think it I, I think it's tough to say that I, I and it sucks. I have to blame the crowd. I think it, you no. know it, it it's tough. It is tough to root for a team 
that has consistently get them, been man. losing. Get them. No. It's get tough. Em. You don't, you don't ever, bringing, don't ever blame the fans that fill yeah. your stadium when you finish fucking three and nine, four and eight. Yeah, man. And they're still filling your yeah. fucking stadium. You have a losing record. That tells record, me you those just, fans should care. Right. And they, they do. But they don't. They show up. They do everything they possibly can to give them a reason not to. And then they sit there in silence. Okay. Well, that's because they gave I mean, you, you a have, reason not to. You need something to cheer for. So after no, I understand after that. everything died down, the only other loud applause where everybody was jumping up and down, high-fiving, things like that, was when that wide receiver just, like, dropped the dropped ball. It. it was a fumble recovery on the 25, and then what do we do? Through an, an interception. The whole stadium, I could hear it. Everybody went, no. Oh, no, they do what they always and do. Then, and then it was, it was a snooze fest for the rest yeah. of the game. Do you think a loud stadium motivates the team? I think you have to give any stadium. Now, well, I'm not going to say Nebraska. Do you think a loud stadium motivates the team? Yes. Then, wh- like, the, that. What do you get loud about, though? If there's, there's zero reason to get loud. So, there is nothing to excite this fan base. There was no exciting plays. We had 28 yards of total cares? offense in the second half. Wait, so when Chuba throws across his body and throws to... No man's land. In the red we're zone. Supposed, we're supposed to go, hey, yeah. it's, over. it's okay, Choba. I'm not saying Fuck cheer for that. bad plays. I'm saying you guys get out on defense, get that stadium loud. Get that stadium loud, motivate that defense. Offense comes out on Do the field. Do you see the players going like this? No. Because Fuck. they know. I'm not worried about that. Make a play. Was, you just said a loud stadium can motivate those players. So do you think a silent stadium... I disagree. I didn't well, say that a loud stadium can motivate those players. I say a loud stadium can motivate players. Our players get a loud stadium, and they find a reason to make the stadium not be loud. Mm. I think the Husker fan base, and I think we've actually made this statement before, is like an abused partner. Uh, we've been abused for so long. Stockholm. That we, we are just kind of numb to it. Yes. I think some more energy can help bring an environment that will keep no. those players get Connor, that competitive edge. Connor, Connor, you go to one game a year, maybe once every two I've years. I've been to three this year. <laughs> okay. I've I'm been to saying, three I'm, this I'm year. In the, I'm in the stadiums. I'm in the trenches every fucking week. The trenches, I'll tell you right Have you now, been to one more game this year than me? I've been to all one? the games the except the Indiana game. But I will say, being in the trenches, being in the stadium. I'm, I'm there with you. Hey, we are getting a, We are doing our part. The stadium and the fans always do their part. Hardcore Mike's, disagree. Mike's been in the Hardcore trenches. Hardcore disagree. Mike's been in the trenches more than Nebraska's offensive line has been in the trenches. Baby. That's not hard. Facts. That's such a low Facts. bar to clear. Okay, now, Connor, hold on just real quick and tell me if I'm wrong. So your mindset is kind of fucked. Connor, because what you're saying is... I'm not saying the fan base is the only issue. Well, I'm not saying that's the only issue. That's fair, that's fair. But you're also saying, like, if you're a player, you have to look at the the crowd, 90,000 strong, by the way, and say, you guys got to cheer for us. You guys got to cheer for us. We don't need need to do anything to make you cheer for us, but you should be loud for us anyway, because we're entitled to that. 16 and 31. And and your fans are still showing up and filling the stadium, and you're going to blame the fans. I'm sorry, who's 16 and 31? Well, the the man, the myth, the legend himself. Yeah. Former head coach, Scott. Yes. <laughs> Is he still our coach? No. Then that I, number means nothing to me. Okay. That Regardless, number means nothing to me now. You know what number? <laughs> we are still what? not. We are three and four. Under 500. <laughs> under 500. <laughs> sure. No, we're sorry. We're, are we three and five? We're three and five. Yeah, there's four. Well, yeah, I thought you meant like under Mickey. Okay, under Mickey. I got gotcha. Yes. Either way, under 500. Regardless. <laughs> You cannot blame the fans because we're not getting loud enough. We are we are, are literally doing you, everything in our power until the fan the again, until the team does nothing. Again, I am not saying the fan base is the problem. To blame. But I'm saying you have ninety thousand strong 
and none of them give a shit about what you're doing on that field. I think it ultimately comes down to competitiveness. Once when it's when it's you know, it, it right now it's nine to six, right? Fans are into it. The crowd is getting loud, things like that. It's a but huge then, factor. Yeah, it is a it is a huge factor. They call it the twelfth man for a reason. But once the game gets non competitive, this reminds me of like the one guy that's in the in the stands that's turning around all the people. He's super drunk and he's like screaming, Come on, just stand up. <laughs> I went through this at Michigan in Ann Arbor. You fake fans, come on. The one the one drunk guy in the fans <laughs> or in the in the stands were was just screaming the whole game. And, like, everybody's like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> yes. this, what, this, it's halftime. Like, we're not going to cheer. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, the band's but, on the field, dude. Shut up. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> hey, that band is great. It's just, it's, um, it's so suck. hard. I mean, it is in human, human nature, like, we're, but that you crowd, have to have something. But you say, yeah. when the game gets non-competitive, that crowd went silent before that game was non-competitive. Uh, it, but but the, yeah, the only disagree. reason, the, no, disagree. what do you mean? No, no, we were in the same stadium. Quiet. When it was nine to six, it was and, quiet. And Illinois got the ball back. Yeah, we were still loud. Like On defense, they were coming yeah. into the yeah. south end zone. They were still, we were still loud. But yeah. then they scored. And and it, and again and it again and this does come into the factor. It's like okay, well, we've seen this before. Yeah, same thing that happened in PTSD. Iowa last year. It's the it, we everybody has seen this before. So at some point, it's like we already know where this is going. It's just. I mean, it's 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 mob mentality, right? Everybody everybody has their own opinions, and everybody has seen this play out before. It's just hard to get ninety thousand people to 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 cheer for something that we all know is going to happen. But so here's the thing: we're Husker fans. We know this is going to happen. How have we not all gotten to the point where we can just lie to ourselves? I'm there. That's never going to happen. Just lie to yourself. Nebraska have some faith. Nebraska's different Ugh. though, because you got to remember the stadium. Besides the student section. The stadium is like 90% boosters, like 90% season ticket holders. You can't get a seat normally. So these people have had tickets for a very long time. They've seen a lot of good and very, very bad football. So they've, they know what to expect. I mean, I've, I've had my season tickets for six years, and I know exactly what's going to happen. It doesn't matter, though. You don't have to be in the stadium to know exactly what's going to happen. Right. Jared just watching at home. What, what did you think was going to happen after Ramir dropped that pass? <sighs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't have hope. I'll tell you that much. I didn't. I didn't lie to myself. Let me. Just let me lie. shift it even more. What did you think was going to happen after Casey Thompson got hurt and didn't come out in the second half? Well, well, well let's see. I was analyzing the situation and I thought, well, Chubba Purdy is Mark Whipple's handpicked guy, and he's been in practice all week, and because he's been healthy, right? So he's going to be fine. Not. Yeah. It's just not. Nice. Yeah. I mean, we just. I mean, we've. We've just been beaten down. And so you see that happen, and Illinois goes down there and scores, and then Casey's out for the rest of the day. I mean, it, it's hard. Look, Connor, you and I left, what, <gasps> at the end of the third quarter? We went back to the tailgate to start Connor, packing everything up and trying to get left that, early? Giant, that I, giant ass truck out of that tailgate. The guy that's beating Connor! the drum on the fans need to do more <gasps> well, left no, the we, stadium. We made it into the fourth. You? Oh, you made it into the fourth? Hey, that's, hey, that's better than... I don't know. I'll have to off look. But, I mean, we left We left before the game was over to start getting the truck hey, out of the yeah, tailgate. Yeah, somebody had to go clean shit up. That's fair. I don't want to hear you two shit. Well, I should just mics. Hey, I, Jared, you didn't even oh, make it to the game. I don't hey, hear shit. Hey. And how, how much regret do I have? So, another narrative, right, was how Mark Whipple likes to pass the ball. You know, Pat Narduzzi comes out and talks about how Whipple likes to pass, even if they're up by a lot or whatever. 
So on a majority of first downs, they did throw the ball, okay? But on a lot of those throws, there were incompletions on the vast majority. So you're putting a hole right away because it's second and long. Yep. Right? And then you'll probably run the ball then. Yep. And then that's not going anywhere. Third and long. Because that puts you in third and long, right? And so there's a part of me that's like, you know what, Casey – um, you might you might not feel your arm right now, but you're going to play anyway yes. because that's going to force Mark Whipple to actually call some run plays. You ain't wrong. And if you're a running back, can you please stop trying to stretch it out? Go north and south, please. Yes. We I saw that. that a lot with Anthony. Even your bell cowboy, our bell cowboy, I guess you can play it. <laughs> Just seemed like he missed a huge hole. That One of the, like, the crucial yeah. moments in the game, one of those like – Probably could have been a game changer. Is this? There was a seam for him, huge hole that you could have probably drove that Nebraska Brewing Company truck through, right? It's fair, fair, it's fair. Uh, uh. Well, I mean that's because we hit the pole with the Nebraska Brewing Company. Okay, truck. we didn't yeah, hit a pole. We didn't. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to stop that slander right there. We did not hit a pole. We grazed a base Correct. with a tire. Yes. We did not hit a goddamn thing. There were children so screaming in terror anyway. Wide truck. Those children deserved he it. He wrapped around the pole. No, he didn't wrap anything around a pole, but that truck is fairly wide. Yeah. And you could have fit two of, thro- two of those through that oh, hole wow. that Anthony so, Grant decided what? to bounce out to nothing. Mm-hmm. So, can't knock our bell cow, but come on now. It could have been better. Just, just do better. Get the yards that better. are available. Cut, cut up north and south. Quit trying to stretch it out to the sidelines because you're probably not going to be fast enough, right? We haven't seen anyone do that. So just go north and south. Cut one up of, field. I mean, one of the best running backs in the country, Chase Brown, he was averaging like three, four yards a carry, just running it up the gut. He got, his, he got, the gut. He got his 149. Yep. He said, we said try to keep it under 150. He got his 149. And so in the argument of just move north and south, we saw in that Rutgers game, Anthony Grant sent a man to his grave, just running straight through his goddamn face mask. Why are we worried? Just run through him. We know he's got the power. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but he can run through him. Well, and even if we get that three to four yards, we can get there. I don't know. I he wasn't. You don't think he has that power? I don't. It's not that I don't think he has the power. I just think that the the Rutgers defense and the Illinois defense were in two different leagues, and See, I. And it sucks to say because obviously we did lose this game. Yeah, I they I, did. I genuinely don't believe that Illinois defense is all that great. I think obviously the Nebraska offense did not perform like we expected it to, uh, and that wasn't due. Well, why? Poor play calling, injuries, um, just well, I th- poor you know, ball security. I, even I mean, when I, we had, the list goes on and on. Even when we had our starting quarterback and we were at full strength, we threw two interceptions. I mean, they, again, you, again, but, but were those well thrown passes? No, no, I mean, no, they weren't. No. Poor decision making. Again, you can't. I mean, I wasn't expecting this to be a super clean game. By no means, you're going up against the number one defense in the country. You can't. You, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it would be fair to say like, oh, this is going to be a perfect game for Nebraska's offense, especially knowing how the offense has performed all year long. But the coaches have to put them in a position to win. And so, what we watched, that was not. I don't. I don't think it was a game plan that was designed for Nebraska to win that football game against the number one defense in the country. Well, yeah, I mean, again, we talked about how they had under 30 yards in the second half. And, you know. Was it 26? 
28? I think it was 29. 29. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> Either way. It doesn't matter. It's like you got, they just went to a freaking shell and because Chubba didn't look prepared, he looked, you know, deer in headlights. He was nervous. Bit. He probably was. He was nervous. <laughs> you know, and I guess this this coming at this podcast, right, as a fan instead of like an analyst, we're not analysts here. We're not journalists. We're not trying to find the nuance of everything. Not yet. So <laughs> we're going to be famous. Ask Connor's mom. Ask my mom. So as a fan, I can sit here and say, just fucking figure it out. Just fucking figure it out. Right. I Nebraska, don't know. Nebraska never can. So you know what? Fuck you guys. Just fucking figure it out. Enough with the excuses. Uh, Chubba was hurt. So shut up, Whipple. Put some shoes on. You know, get healthy. Figure it out. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know the Sorry, answer. Sorry, but just, I'm just do it. I'm just a fan. I don't know the answer, but people are paid a lot of money that should know the answer. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like, I'm not going to say 20 years because Bo Pliny had good years, okay? Fucking figure it out. Jesus Christ. You guys are basement dwellers. It's always something with these fucking guys, man. You're paid a lot of money. We have a lot invested in this shit. So fucking figure it out. These new mics are not cheap. Hey, right. yeah. You're wrong about that. Well, you know, and that's why I sound good yelling in this shit. Yeah. You guys you guys got Jared hey, fired up. We man. Figured, oh, yeah. Hey, we didn't we had talk about the defense. Mike. Mike we had my- one mic. We fucking figured it out, didn't we? Well, we had two always. This was my But oh, we chose to share. Shut up, Mike. Jesus Christ, Mike. This is my whole intent today, Him was just to get Jared fired fucking, up. It's just, it's always something. Oh, Chubba was injured. I can see every fucking man in Jared's Fucking figure it out! Then put in Smothers. Like, I, I just yeah. don't understand what do you that. Want? You had a okay. guy that has already started a game in the Big Ten, because Chubba has never started a game in the Big Ten. You had a guy who started a game in the Big Ten. Dude. Against Iowa, who went 10-2 and two last year. Right? Okay, so Smothers versus Purdy. You know, I guess we could talk about who should start versus who will. Yeah. Who who will start? Chubba. Chubba. Probably. And because I think Whipple trusts him, right? Well, yep. he yeah. pretty much told us today that Chubba's the guy. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. He, it, it's he didn't beat around the bush or anything. Okay. You know I didn't listen. I didn't coach, listen well, you know how coaches usually are like, it's coach speak. They're like, yeah, I don't know. Casey could be ready. You know, or, you know, you know Chubba's doing some good things. Logan's doing, no, no. He was straight up just yeah. like. I had a pep talk with Chubba. You know, I, I think he's going to be okay. Jesus. Yeah. No. No, fuck that. Dude. Well, that was where the comment came out. Where it was like, oh, you know, Chubba wasn't ready. Like, he was just a little bit yeah, nervous. That's saving Brother, your own if ass. If you're not ready, why the fuck are you putting that kid in the game? I just, and, and that goes back to, you're telling us that Chubba wasn't able to prepare, wasn't able to practice this right. week. And you, for, was, you forced him in the second. You forced him in there, a square peg, round hole. When you had Logan sitting there, yeah. And it, so you're telling me, what was Logan doing then? Is, was Logan hurt? Could he not prepare? Did you not give he, him any reps? He can't throw. He can't throw good enough. Apparently, even though they can't draw up simple, short pass plays like they do for Tommy World Beater Devito, I guess. But but Chuba, literally the most high percentage throws he was missing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Trey was getting so mad, and I remember the moment so well that Witherspoon. Yeah. That top 10 pick that he's going to be. Probably, yeah. Chubba throws a ball behind him on a high percentage play. I mean, we're talking like a little five-yard crossing route. He was open. Trey ran a good route, and he throws it behind him. And Trey shows a little bit of frustration. Frustrations, well-deserved frustration. Correct, right? 
And Witherspoon, who should have got flagged. Even in the NFL, you get flagged for this. He's going, he's doing the crybaby thing to, yeah. him, to his face. Taunting. Taunting. He completely taunting him. Good, he should. But Figure guess- it out. <laughs> God. Oh, he did the whiny face. Mike, I don't care. But, I don't care if he should have gotten flagged. He should have done it. But because saying, you know why? Because Nebraska fucking sucks. Okay, but you know what I'm saying? Is that that was a yes. high percentage play that I feel like even Logan could have thrown. Yeah, it's like, why can't Logan do that? Well, if he's a D, if he's, <laughs> if, if, if Logan is a D1 quarterback, which is why he's here, then yeah, he should be able to make that throw. Dude, yes. you give me 10 chances at that play and I complete one, maybe two, which sounds low, but I'm me. I shouldn't be able to complete any of those. Okay, so let's put a bow on this. Let's figure it out, okay? Let's wrap it up. Logan Smothers should probably start, you know, because Chubba sucked. And, yeah, as fans, we, we're allowed to have these non-nuanced stances, damn it. But put lo- start Logan. Logan should start because he's going to hide those flaws of the offensive line. I just think Logan has better composure. I just Yeah, man. He's going to, if there's nothing open, he's going to run. And that's something we've been asking from Casey all year is, hey, that read option play, you know, they're going to keep crashing on the running back because they know right. you're not going to pull the ball. Right. Where Logan, they're going to be thinking about it. So they said today that all that option stuff was still in the playbook. It's just buried deep, deep. Okay. <laughs> very, very deep. Yes. Okay. And Whipple, you came here. You're the 50-year guy that's had experience everywhere. You've seen it all, right? And you he knows everywhere, man. He, he knows everybody. He he, <laughs> wait, he coached Ben? He did, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh. No, he didn't. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I heard him mention Ro- it. Ro- he knows Ruth- that guy. Ruthlessberger, Ravelsberger, who? Yeah. So, yeah, this is a dude that's seen everything, right? Oh, yeah? You can't cook up just a nice little game plan for Logan Smothers, huh? With all your experience and how much we're fucking paying you? Figure it out. Figure it out. Start Logan. Figure it out, and please don't lose by three fucking touchdowns. Okay, are we putting a bow on that? Let's do it. it. Let's let's okay. close the book on the Illinois game. Yeah, thank God. Let's go to our sponsor, Go Currency. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best financing options for equipment, trucks, and other big ticket items. Just fill out an application and Currency Finance does the rest. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit cocurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA Currency pursuant to CFL License 60, DBO-54873. Uh, we have a saying, no block, no rock. Thank you, Troy. All right, guys, we just getting back. Got our beers, got some refills. Let's talk about Mickey Joseph, head coaching candidacy, especially... Post Illinois loss. Now, with with the bye before that loss, and just the further away that we get from the Scott regime, it's it, it gets easier for fans to blame Mickey for losses. It just gets a little bit easier, just because we're getting we're getting a little further away from Scott, and it's like we should be starting to see like a little bit of a change with the mentality and whatever. So it's. Some fans are going to be more likely to place the blame on Mickey. I'm just going to go around. You know, we can talk about the interviews that we did with the fans after our our tailgate show. What what did this Illinois loss do to Mickey's candidacy? I personally, you know, it's tough. It, it sucks to lose. 
we did talk about extensively, not only during the live show, the episode prior, during the interviews we did after the live show, about a, this was going to be a tough game. We knew that walking in with the defense that Illinois had, we knew it was going to be tough. Obviously, the offense underperformed. Uh, in my opinion, it it didn't hurt it that much. It, it wasn't, you know, a pro. It, it is a con, but it's not something that's going to rule Mickey out, in my opinion. Again, it was a really great team. We, we see the gauntlet that we have ahead of us on the, the back end of the schedule. We see that. I, I don't think any of us were expecting him to win out or anything like that. Mm-mm. You know, obviously wins are, ex- like, not expected, but, you know, encouraged. Um, <laughs> yes, you could say yeah, that. Yeah, encouraged. Uh, but I, I think a lot of the mistakes that, that came about weren't necessarily Mickey's fault, I guess. Uh, uh, with Casey going out, you, you add another level of... Excuse? No, not excuse. Another level of difficulty. Going into, you know, I, I wasn't prepared to put in a guy like Chuba. Um, again, we, we mentioned, I don't know how many times, I think I, I counted like 400, uh, talking about why was Chubba in there if he wasn't prepared, if he was going to be nervous. But I, I don't think it hurt, in my opinion, Mickey's candidacy all that hard. Um, I still think everyone has said that this is Mickey's job to lose. I disagree. I think it's Mickey's job to earn. Mm. I, I don't think that this is a given. Just because it's the interim doesn't mean that this should be his job. But it doesn't rule him out of the discussion for me. Kyle, what do you think? So I really love the notion that that all the good things we can say, oh, yeah, Mickey really turned things around. Mm -hmm. And then all the bad things we can say, oh, that's Scott's fault. Mm -hmm. Where do you draw the line, right? So you say, okay, this Illinois loss, I think in our our pregame show that day, uh, you know, we kind of, we brought it up. We're like, does this, is this like a detrimental thing for Mickey? If he loses this game, does it hurt his chances? Does it build it? Whatever. We kind of had this discussion and I think most of us were like, we don't know. Nobody knows where to draw the line. Good well, things Ky- happen. Is it is it Mickey or is it if the bad things happen? Is it Scott? You like, know where you draw the line, Kyle. It's wherever your biases are. If you want Mickey, you blame. Scott sucks, and it's all Scott fault. But if you don't want Mickey, then you say, "Well, Mickey should be starting to t- turn things around." Then, yeah. well, why is he using the Scott excuse? So it just. Wherever your biases are, just just like in politics, right? Mm-hmm. What side do you believe? Well, you're going to believe whatever side you want because you want to confirm your biases. Mike, go. Well, just like in politics, I like to walk right in the middle, right? I'm yeah, trying to wishy-washy fuck. <laughs> Here's hey, my thing. He's playing both sides because he can't be wrong that way. got to pick a side. No, I'm not picking a side. My thing is this. Did it, did it help him? Absolutely not. It did not help him. And one of the reasons why I say it didn't help him and slightly hurt him is because as a head coach, you have to be that CEO. In that game, when Chuba was obviously struggling, and if we, this background knowledge apparently of him not practicing, all this other stuff, right? All this other things. That's when you, as the CEO, the head coach, have to put your foot down and say, no, Whipple, put Logan in the game. Simplify the offense. Shorten the game. Let's do some different things because obviously you're just throwing shit at the fucking board and nothing's sticking. Do do I dare compare the Whipple Chuba relationship to Kirk and Brian Ferentz? No. It's Is not. it a little bit of you know a little bit of too much love? No. Is that a little bit of it? Because no, I, if if he was the starter, I would agree. But no, no, he's well, not the starter. Okay, Chuba is not nearly good enough to be the starter. And Chuba, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, you all do. Uh, that that's not. I'm not saying Chuba's a bad QB, but like again, well, he's not a good QB. We look Sorry, at Chubba. we look at the guy was clearly not ready for that situation. So was the love that Whipple has 
for Chaba, a little bit of a factor for Chaba getting in on that point. I honestly, I think that's a fair question to ask. To confirm okay. his own bias, but it doesn't. Chuba yeah. is his guy, so exactly. he's got to force him in there. But it doesn't matter. We're we're talking about Mickey Joseph, right. and as the CEO, as yeah. the head coach, you are in charge of that issue. And I think that he is deferring a lot of this stuff to Whipple because he's the offensive coordinator. Whip, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Mickey Joseph hasn't called a play in a Power Five conference ever, so it's like. You know, why would I question the guy who's been doing it for 100,000 years, right? But you need to get to a point where you're the CEO. This is your team. If you're navigating this situation as you are the head coach, you need to make head coaching decisions. So, okay, so on that, and I'm not arguing with you. I think that probably would have been what needed to be done. But at the same time, when Scott was here, we were like, okay, well, if you're bringing in Whip, this is not the time for you to overstep. This is not for you to tell him what to do, not for you to call plays, not for you to do that. We want Whipple to be the one to say, screw you, Scott. And I want, I, 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 we, we wanted Whipple to come in here and be the hard-headed old guy and be like, no, respect your lane and just let me do my job. Well, you and know, so I, I think I, I'm just taking a little bit of stance on that just because that's kind of what we wanted. Um, but I'm I'm not arguing now. I'm like, well, yeah. If, watching Chubb out there, he was clearly not ready. Well, right. the reason why we said that about Scott was because, hey, you're 16 and 31. You have almost 50 games to back up the fact that you're kind of shit at this. So you need to defer to him. Now with Mickey, it's it should be clean slate. So it's like, hey, you're trying to prove yourself as a HC, a Power Five HC. You got to show it, brother. Put your so, foot down. You but, can hire and fire guys like you've so, been doing, but you need to be able to put your foot down on someone who's a very senior person in that role. To my point, and it's actually a statement that Mike just made, Mickey's never called a play in the P5. And you say he's got to come in here and prove himself as an HC. Wrong. Mickey's here as an interim right now. Mickey's not here to prove himself as an HC. He, Mickey, wants, uh, he, wants, Mickey, the he wants the job. He wants it. I'm sure he does. But show Mickey's it. job right now is to right the ship. This ship has been sailing in the wrong direction for six years because of former head coach Scott. Mickey's job is to point us in the right direction. We're not going to see these massive leaps and this massive progress overnight. This, I, I actually respect Mickey listening and at least taking um, this guidance from Whipple right now. I hear you. And you're not making terrible points, but I, am, I'm, I, I'm disagreeing with you because that's fine. Most people are, do. We are not asking Mickey Joseph to call the plays. We are asking him to say, Logan Smothers is the quarterback. Okay, because apparently Chubb is not healthy, and he looks like a deer in headlights right now. So we got Mark Whipple with your 50 years experience. We're putting in Logan Smothers, a guy that you've been working with, right? Since you've got here, we're paying you a lot of money to figure this shit out. So Mark, we're putting in Logan, but you can call the plays. You figure it out from there because Logan is the best option right now. Therein lies my point. Again, Mickey is an interim head coach, never been in this position before. Mark Whipple, proven track record of success. Mm. Mickey, being in this position, sees a guy like that as his OC. Do you not believe there is at least some level of inherent trust saying, look, we both have the same goal. I trust you to help us accomplish that goal. 
what do you think is the best option? And he says, it's Chubba Purdy. And Mickey says, you know what? You're my guy. If that's your guy and you believe he can get this done, let's go do it. Is Mark Whipple his guy? No. No? No, I, he's not. He's not? Guy. I mean, Mick, right now Mickey, he is. He has to be. Who, who else is his OC? Well, <laughs> Who I'm, else is his no, OC? I am just saying. He has to be his it's guy. Not, it's not like Mickey Joseph handpicked Mark this, Whipple. Yeah. It is not he's, a relationship by choice, right. but it is a relationship nonetheless. Right, but he, he doesn't have any allegiances if, to If Mickey to didn't Mark want Whipple. Whipple there, what could he do? Well, he could fire him. He could fire him. Has he done sure. that? Well, no. no. No, but maybe he should. So, at least. Get, get Brian Ferentz in at there. The, at the very, <laughs> God, shut up. At the very least, it is a relationship by force. And at that point, as you're working so closely together, if your OC walks to you with, again, a proven track record of success, and he says, this is my guy, I think we can get success this way, and Mickey having very limited experience in this role, right? and he trusts him, I, I get it. I, I don't agree with it, but I understand the thought process that led to that, that decision. But you're missing the part that kind of made me scratch my head is in Mickey's press conference, he said, we stuck with Chubba because he's the better thrower of the two. Which is accurate. Okay, but at the point when Chubba was in the game, you didn't have to keep throwing the ball. And on top of it, obviously throwing wasn't his skill set because he was doing it so poorly well, that I feel like you could have came out of the stands and threw a better ball. So like you have to, <laughs> when you're making those decisions as a CEO, you have to make the tough decisions. And that goes into being able to confront your offensive coordinator who has a lot of experience and being like, Hey, no, this isn't going to work. Our guy was obviously Casey. It didn't work out. Casey got hurt. Then after that, the gloves are off. Whatever's going to help us move the ball, we're going to do. Because you obviously had confidence in Logan at the end of the, the first half because he came in the game. You know, if you were, didn't have any confidence in Logan Smothers, you would have never put him in the game to begin with. And they did. So to me, that, that's, that was my only con going all the way back full circle back to, because I want to get to Jared here too, is... Did it hurt him? Not really, but if I had to be nitpicky about that game, that situation was something that I feel like a experienced Power 5 head coach would have been able to pull the plug on something like that. Yeah, I that's that is the vibe that I got. I got when I was watching that game. It was like watching someone on on the job training. Yes. And what have we been saying? What he's we doing. I know. I know that's what he's doing. Yeah. So the question is, is that what we want going forward? And yeah, Mickey is going to get more experience, etc. Sure. But I've been hearing Nebraska fans say, no, we need to get a guy that has been in the fishbowl, who has been in this situation before. Mm-hmm. This is Nebraska is not a place where you hire a green head coach that needs to be on the job training. Green. Why are we talking about big name coaches? Yeah. Be- I did not say a name, but I'm, but I'm just saying it, it just seemed like it was watching someone having never done this before, and I don't think it's going to improve within the next three years. It's not like it, I don't think he's gonna. I don't see it happening myself. I not on the totally Big wrong. Ten. Not on the Big Ten, right? And so Arizona State comes up. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I just watched this game and I did. That's how I felt. That was the vibe I got. Was I'm watching a dude who's never really like been in charge of calling timeouts before. And it just kind of seemed like it was a little off. It didn't seem like an organized game to me. But we want our next head coach to be hella organized, don't we? We want a guy that has been there before. 
Yeah. And I, that's just not the vibe I got watching that game. No, yeah, I, I, I think I, I think we all agree. Yeah. Yeah. It just looked kind. Of, it just kind of looked. Dare I say? Dare I say? Scott, like, kind of mishmash. Not really. Kind of just throwing sh- stuff at the wall. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, it totally, it totally was. We were watching sorry. somebody learn. I know. Yeah. I, I know. I put those two in the same sentence. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry, but so it, it's funny you bring those two into the same sentence. You bring <laughs> Mickey Joseph. I'll just let you go. Do you go? Former head coach <laughs> Scott and Arizona State. We saw uh, about a month ago mm-hmm. that former head coach Scott uh, was down at Arizona State. And then there was a report that comes out uh, last night, two nights ago, yeah. um, that Mickey Joseph gets a call from Arizona State yeah. to be a head coach. Is this maybe getting the band back together? Is that- <laughs> Just imagine the boys on the golf course. Oh Just imagine gosh. the losing. And imagine- <laughs> but, get, but think about this. And we already know former head coach Scott loves those younger women and Arizona State is going to be the perfect spot for him. Those chicks are hot as fuck. (laughs) Not to mention Mark Whipple. Oh, yeah. In Arizona. Oh, my God. The entire band. You got the drummer, the singer, and the guitarist. Wow. All there. You can whip it. (laughs) And the bassist will be Vance Joseph. Yeah. Is this the (laughs) retirement tour? (laughs) Get the band back to... What band would it be? What shitty band is there? Uh, Sticks. Uh... I let's I, see. I was uh, gonna say Nickelback, but I Nickel- am on. I'm unironically a Nickelback fan. You can crucify me for that hey. if you'd like to. Hey, they rock out. Hey, hey, rock out. You don't win that many Grammys with not being good. Right. Rock. Have you heard Rockstar? <laughs> All right, guys. Let me let me ask you this. So we're getting a lot of people, and we even saw it firsthand. We went around the tailgates and we're interviewing fans. Yeah. We asked them, "Hey, who do you want your next head coach to be?" Mm. And I will say. 95% of them, besides one 15-year-old. I can only think of one person out of everyone we interviewed not say Mickey Joseph. Right. Okay, actually, I can think of two, and it was, um, I'm oh. sure they're not listening. <laughs> so we're with the No Block, No Rock podcast. What are you guys' thoughts on today's game? I don't even know who's playing. Oh, well, Nebraska, That's we got 50% of it down. We just uh, don't know who we are playing. Illinois, we're playing Illinois. Oh, okay, okay. What do you think about that? I think... Can I be honest? I yes. think we're probably going to lose. All right. I, I like her already. Who do you want the next head coach in Nebraska to be? I don't care as long as we win. Uh, as we're walking away, because we wrapped that interview up real quick, because it was like, these girls have nothing to offer. Um, they asked me, like, is this going to be on TikTok? And I remember, like, I don't know if I said it out loud or if I was just thinking it very loudly. It was like, it might be, but not for the reason you think. <laughs> like, this was the worst interview I think we could have had. We are, yes. we, we are losing brain cells listening to you two girls talk. Yeah. Wait, what sport? What sport is this? Is this I, where am I? I just, get, like, who who's playing? Like, yeah. why the fuck are you here? That well, makes me think of, like, a made-up position, like a wide back. Yeah. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> just stupidity. Oh, it sounds like a position those two would come up with. My Even God. chicks, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm going to say, I'm just going to say, chicks as dumb as that. Hey, they, want so, they want urban fucking money. I'm don't sure they, they were smart in some aspect. I'm they sure just want to win, baby. They yeah. just want to win, baby. So getting back to the main topic, guys. Man, we're all over the place. Though. We really everybody, are. Everybody, everybody was saying when we were interviewing them, they wanted Mickey Joseph Mickey, as the head coach. The hometown man. To me, I want Mickey to earn the job. Connor said it earlier. You know, he is auditioning for this job. Yeah, it's and not his job to lose. It's his job to earn. 
I think with the, the next four games coming up, they are going to be very difficult, extremely difficult without Casey Thompson. So right. that adds uh, an extra wrinkle into it, maybe an excuse here or there. But it, it just to me, I understand you can say you can blame Scott for that, but I think you have to win a couple games. And he, I think he knows that, but I don't want to just crown him. I think Husker fans, they get attached so so quickly. Yeah. That they just want to instantly crown him because he says nice things. We Fuck need, nice guys. I understand that he's dealt a shit sandwich, but this is where good coaches can make something out of nothing. And I don't know. I To me, if we are making a multi-year investment in this next head coach. We've had a lot of losing seasons now between the Riley era and the Scott. And to me, we just don't have time to groom another Mike, guy. I, I have a question specifically for you because I know you are the most anti-linen guy I know. Thank over, you. Over these, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I'm proud of that. <laughs> I'm proud. Over these next four games, yes, we go one and three, Ugh, but okay. we, we lin against Michigan. Does that, does that lin against Michigan, does that give you a small pro for Mickey? Only Michigan? Only Michigan is the lin. We win against Iowa. The other two are losses. No, I, I don't know. That's not a pro for you. Well, because then you're you're implying that Wisconsin wouldn't be a Lynn. No, we'd get no, we would lose against Wisconsin. We'd get lose, we'd get like lose, lose. No, yes. uh, no, it's just a loss. And to be it's Jay just Flute. a loss, guys. Before we so let's end our coaching segment. Yeah. Hey, it's another week. Who is number one on your coaching list? I'm going to start. It's still Dave Aranda for Mike. PJ. Fl- <laughs> Gotcha. All our listeners had aneurysms. All of our fists were in the air before we even had it done. (laughs) Mike was ready to jump over the table. Just for the sake of being different, I'm going to go back to my original OG choice, and he's not going to come here because he's very comfortable where he's at. Chris Kleiman. I thought you were going with Munkin. Um, And Munkin together. I have (laughs) not not wavered, although I did eat the trash on a fake tweet. And I sent it to the group chat. There was a fake tweet saying this man was going to Auburn this week. I am dumb. And I did believe it for a half second. To be fair, a lot of people did. Mike very quickly corrected me. My number one has not moved in several weeks. It is still, oh. still Bill O'Brien. Kyle. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I usually I've been saying like, oh, well, it's Mickey's until it isn't. Well. But I've also been the guy that's like, I don't want the next head coach to be somebody that's learning how to do it. And this weekend, you could clearly see it. We've already talked about it. Yeah. So with that, I think Did you say everybody... Did that? Is, ev- it, is it Whipple? Oh <laughs> Whip it good. Uh, I think... So with that, I'm looking at Dave Aranda as well, Mike. The only reason I say that is because I do find a lot of pros with somehow keeping... Mickey on the staff, and everyone will say that. Yes. You have to keep Absolutely. Mickey on the staff. Dave Aranda has worked with Mickey in the past. Dave Aranda's had some success recently at Baylor. So I, I think the stars align. I think we talked about that last week, right? We said the, the stars are, are kind of aligning for, for something like that to happen. The imagination. It's beautiful. Hey, there was also like a fake, what is it, forum? Or yeah, it's one of those like, like one of those Husker rooms, boards yeah. or whatever. There was also a fake one saying that I know a booster who banged a girl that knows a guy that said. She knows a dog who knows yeah, that said that he's already going to be the next head coach at Nebraska. And there's so. already an agreement. So why are we even having this conversation? Because that guy said so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Let's get into our favorite coach, PJ Fluke. Boo. PJ Fleck. Put some respect on that man's name. Dude, I will not, hey. and I cannot. <laughs> he owns our former head coach, Scott. No! Oh, you gotta keep that shit in! It's the yellow button. I pressed the yellow button. It's the wrong one. Hey, guys, just for the... Kyle Byers did the cheering. Yeah, that was That was Kyle. not me? That was not Kyle, me. former head coach, Scott, <laughs> favorite fan. So I'm gonna say that again. He owned our former head coach, Scott. Yes. Yes, he did. He owned him very well, and they did not like each other. So, to be fair, a a, a blind monkey who, anyway, I <laughs> PJ Fleck is a blind monkey. Yes, what that's I am what a I little said. excited for is with the amount of what appears to be plastic surgery PJ Fleck has had, he might actually have gone blind at this moment. So we might be fine. <laughs> He'll still coach a better game than Scott. Beep. <laughs> Thank you for the the mouth beep. <laughs> you know? Well, so Minnesota, they're 15-point favorite? Is it right? 15 points? Uh, let me look. I show them as 16-point favorites. So Minnesota coming in here, 11 a.m. as a 16-point favorite. Yikes. Reasonable? Yes. What do you guys think? Yeah. I think it's hella, I, hella reasonable. Chubba back there? So Boy, you I, better add a, a zero after that. Not to uh, sorry, not to pat or uh, pat myself on the back here, but this last week I called the Huskers losing by eighteen. I was wrong; they only lost by seventeen. <laughs> congrats, um, congrats! Thank you. My 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 spreads this season have been pretty hot, uh, and that's why I'm confident saying Minnesota will cover. Okay, well let's and just. It, it will not be a backdoor cover. It will not be, and we're not doing the drop. You can't I know you're waiting because he said yeah. not backdoor. Yeah, yeah. Yes. not backdoor. Yeah, yeah. So this this Minnesota team, you're going to get a whole lot of Mo Abraham. Obviously. Abraham Moises. <laughs> Mike, keep butchering that name. Coming brother. from the West. <laughs> yes, you're going to get a whole lot of that just like last week. We know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to tell you exactly Dude. what play they're running, and they're going to run it well. They have a seventh-year quarterback and Tanner Morgan. And he's gonna go and complete ninety eight percent of his he's passes. He's gonna go four. He's gonna go twenty. Hold on, twenty one. Because I'm an idiot. Is he actually a seventh year quarterback? Six years. Six. Okay. Yeah, I was being. I was exaggerating. I was like, well, when you no way. You got to go twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Seven should, is kind of. Right. Like, I thought he was six. Right. I was like, you're is right. he actually yes. seven? No. He's he's a, he's a six year quarterback. Again, we got to play another one of those. Well, and, figure it out. <laughs> and Mister, figure it out. Well. You know, you got the run the damn ball guy, and you got Jared. I'm the figure yeah. it out guy. Figure you know, it out yeah. guy. Yeah. No, that's going to be a new hat that I make. Figure it out. Yeah. That's genius. Sh- Tanner Morgan in Minnesota with Mo Ibrahim. They have a good defense. You know what you're going to get. This is a Big Ten West team. They are not fancy. We could go all day about schemes and meet me. You know what you're going to get. And guess what? Tanner Morgan is going to do a Tommy DeVito. He's going to do an Aiden O'Connell. He's going to go... Uh, let me see. I'll just pull some numbers out. You know what? I think there'll be less completions, but he'll still have a 98% completion percentage. I'm going to go 98. Like, like 18 of 19, 18 for 20. No no huge plays, but they'll, they're just going to carve Nebraska up because that's what everybody does, and we can't ever figure that out. So that's just going to happen again, and they're going to have a running game. What's the over-under on sacks? 
Like them, what? them sacking us. What's the over? Them sacking well, hey. Shubba, aka or hey, we Logan? got Weaver moving onto that offensive line. What? Oh, Weaver? Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's really excited about that, right? Dude, that's that's such a great sign that you convert a D lineman. Line. That's that's so awesome. At the back half hey, of the season. Hey, good job. That's good coaching right there, man. Hey, it's so, November first. Let's finally do something about this. To make to make this part quick, we Figure we talked out. about this extensively in our group chat. It is slightly a pro to us. Uh, everyone got, and we, again, we talked about this in the group chat, that, you know, the size is great, and everyone's looking at it, oh, he's a big guy, getting him on the offensive line is going to be big. The size is not the issue. Is he a lumbering fuck? Yeah, the size is not the issue, boys. Well, I want to ask you this. Why is he not on the field right now? So, I mean, there's got to be a reason. He doesn't know the playbook. Uh, he doesn't have quick enough feet. God, he's dude. not developed. Right Now we're going to shift to a position that maybe – he could see the field sooner, but why is he not at the defensive line that we have right now? How is he not cracking well, our, playing time? Because our Most D line is Newsom pre- is playing. Our D line is getting so much pressure. Why would we need him? You're right. We just 90s defensive line right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, dude, I mean, I know you're saying that as a joke, but we're not. We're not asking for 90s defensive line. I want an average. I want. I want an 1890s defensive line. Yeah, I want an average defensive line. I want an like average leather offensive helmets, line. Leather Whatever. Helmets. If we were a perfectly average team, we have two more wins. Jesus. Well, well yeah. we have two more wins. It's like if we would have had a better coach or if you have better players, we'd have two more wins. Hey, if, yeah. if Nebraska didn't suck, they wouldn't suck. But they suck. So they suck. All right, should we get should we get Figure Jared some blood Figure pressure? It out. Figure it out. Should we get Jared some blood pressure medication? Okay. Guys, okay. Scoring predictions, or do you want to do, talk more about this game? Because no, let's, let's go into scoring, scoring predictions. predictions. Minnesota forty-one, Nebraska thirteen. Shit, we're so close. Minnesota forty-two, Progress. Nebraska fourteen. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go, I'm say that again. Minnesota forty-two, Nebraska fourteen. Mm. So we, you're like a point from my shit. Yeah, we were we were very close. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, or or boy. Go, go to my, if Mike has a little scoring in mine, go. I, okay, so just for everyone listening, Minnesota yeah. has the seventh-ranked defense in the country. It's pretty good. And I'll just throw this out there just for shits and gigs. <laughs> Iowa has the fifth, mm-hmm. and Michigan has the third. Well, so the remaining schedule, you might as well just listen to this podcast just to listen to us talk about us losing the rest of the way. With Chuba as your starting fucking quarterback. Anywho, <laughs> it's going to go uh, great. My score prediction is 35 12. Well, really yeah. quick. Right. So I, I want to point out just with the stats that you just read. So in the last five games of our season, we're playing number one defense, number seven, number five, and number three. Is that what you just told me? Yeah. One, three, five. And seven. All and with, top ten. Wisconsin is 33rd. Yeah, fuck Wisconsin. One, three, five, seven. Four of our last five games, all top ten defenses. Husker Nation, stock up on beer. Buckle up. But Wisconsin will play like a top ten defense. So that 30-something makes rank it an eight. doesn't matter. It does yeah. not matter. And they have an interim coach that is trying to get the head coaching job, too. Yeah. yeah. And who Something was the defensive pre- coordinator, Yeah, the defensive the coordinator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know... Talking about Minnesota, and I don't think they're going to score a ton. I think our defense will play similar to this week, where we're they're just going to take what we give them, and that's about it. 
I'm going to say Minnesota comes in and they beat us 27-14. So none of us calling a win. No, no, I can't. But wait, so uh, you would, neither of us called covers, <laughs> but you, you're the only one calling a cover, right? Yeah, yeah, because he's 35-12. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Mike, cover. Here we go. You, you, uh, you like a backdoor cover there? You're keeping it sporty. Oh, shit. You don't do it, No, Mike. don't you do it. Keep your finger don't you off do the it. button. Oh, I wanted to tempt him into doing it. <laughs> no, no, I, I just think that they're going to do enough to win, and I think Nebraska's going to do... Not something. <laughs> I think something. something. The defense is going to do enough to make them not blow us out. But I think our offense will have no pulse at all. So, Here. I mean, I think that you having them score 14 points is pretty generous. I don't think they're going to do shit. I think the, I think 14 points is reasonable. No, I just think, okay. I mean, I have 13. The, the two so. scoring drives we're going to have. First drive, the scripted drive, or, and the drive outside of the first half. You're going to have two scoring drives. That's and, it. Though. Any scoring drives with Logan at the helm? No, I don't think so. Okay. I actually, I bet both quarterbacks play because I think Chuba is going to not be ready again because he probably hasn't practiced <laughs> He's all week. Nervous. <laughs> yeah, and nerves and everything else. I, I, I hope that if Chuba struggles early, Logan comes in the game. And if neither of those guys play, call in H two. Heinrich Harburg, and let's fucking go. I'm a little surprised we didn't see Harburg a little bit last week. We talked about that on the drive home. No. I'm a little surprised. Dude, he doesn't even know the third quarterback's name. Whipple doesn't. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. And there's three guys that could be the third quarterback, and he doesn't even know their names because he doesn't care. Henrik Harburg, let's ride. (laughs) Henry Harburg, come on. Let's do the thing. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's shuck the corn. Um... Anything else, guys? Anything? Let's shut the fuck up and let's, wow. yeah. let's sign <laughs> off. That. All right. Uh, go to Twitter at NBNR Podcast. Go to Instagram. We're also at NBNR Podcast there. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. NBNR, Spotify, Apple, whatever. Okay, guys. Enough of the, enough of the housekeeping stuff. Let's sign off. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. And Connor Cadillac. And as always, figure it out. Beat PJ Fleck. Beat Minnesota and GBR. We have a say in no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. And <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. GBR. A Huda Media Production.